Reports say that Apple's Worldwide Developers Conference should have some grand announcements, but which ones do we think will become a reality next week? We talk about our hopes, fears, and more for WWDC 2022. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple's uh, WWDC starts on June 6th. I feel like I've been saying that over and over again in the past. <laughs> yeah. <shows. laughs> it's- uh, but this is the last show I'll say it. Yay! <laughs> Next week, Apple's WWDC was on June 6th. <laughs> yeah. you know. Yes. Since the event is days away, we're taking the opportunity to talk about what to expect and not expect. Uh, we've got a lot to cover, and we'll talk about the hardware and software possibilities. Uh, but I wanted to ask the hot topic of the day, what's going on with Apple's mixed reality headset? Yeah, I think we have to start with this reality OS thing. It kind of picked up a lot of steam over the weekend. Yeah, I think people jumped the gun and got a little excited about a trademark filing. <laughs> Apple in the past has used fake companies like Company Coast Research LLC and not fake. They're real companies. They don't produce anything. They're just LLCs that exist to file trademarks. Yosemite Research LLC. They've used these companies to file trademarks. uh, And the the trademark like application deadlines are always a couple of days after they announce the, the thing like Mac OS Yosemite or something so that they can file the trademark they're basically parking it and they can file the trademark a day or two after they announce it at WWDC or whatever. So there's a new one of these from Reality O Systems LLC for a Reality OS. And, and the application mentions like hardware devices and stuff. It's definitely Apple. Like nobody's doubting that it's Apple. It's from the same 1209 Orange Street. Wilmington, Delaware address as the other LLCs they've used for this purpose. <laughs> so they're not fooling anyone there. The timing of it made everybody suspect that we were going to get some sort of announcement of reality OS or the the VR AR headset thing at WWDC. I think that is probably a bridge too far. <laughs> I don't think we're actually going to get an announcement. It seems like it's just a sort of a coincidence that this is a you have a six month filing deadline from the previous application or something, and that's just when it comes out. That there's been no indication that they have any kind of hardware ready or coming soon enough that they would be announcing it at WWDC. I wouldn't be completely surprised if we do see something software related that's a little bit grander than um, uh, ARKit or something like that. I don't know if it'll be a full-blown OS, but I do think they need to start laying that groundwork now if they want to ship something by, you know, say, middle of next year. I mean, this would be a completely and totally new environment. You know, I don't know how that how – how would Apple frame that without saying we're, we're working on a headset or we're working on a car or whatever it is that's, that would need that? Yeah, everyone's expecting that headset to come maybe first in some expensive developer version or something like that within the next year or so. I mean, they've spoken in the past about how big a deal they think AR is going to be. Yeah, Tim Cook has said it for years. Yeah. Every year they have some sort of AR kit. AR kit's their framework for iPhone and iPad to make AR apps and stuff. 
there's a demo every year. There's all kinds of new features every mm-hmm. year. I think we're going to get that and we might get something a little more where they maybe say we're big believers in augmented reality and we'll have a hardware product coming soon. And this is how you're going to these same frameworks are what you're going to use to do that. So get started today on your iPhones and stuff like that. That's about as far as I think it's going to go. I don't think we're going to see here's what it's, the interface is going to look like when you're putting on glasses or anything like, like that. I, I don't think they're going to. If there's a way to to frame that on iPad or iPhone and have developers play around with that without completely and totally giving away the, the store and saying, hey, we're working on this thing. Yeah, I think the most we're going to get is that, is, the, is some sort of admission without showing it or anything like that or any specs or any showing what the OS interface is like or anything like that saying like, look, you know, we're working on an augmented reality headset. If you want to get started, if you want to be ready for that, you use ARKit on iPhone and iPad, start making your apps now. They're going to translate over pretty easily. The frameworks are going to be the same. And that is a way to get developers all started making AR apps on iPhones and stuff so that they can quickly translate those over when they actually do have something to give out to developers. When they do launch this thing, it's going to be a lot like sort of Apple Watch or something where they're going to announce it more than just like a week or two ahead of its availability, the way they do iPhones and stuff. It's going to it's going to have some months there. And that's when they're going to be like developers can register to get development kits sent to them and it's going to come in hot and there's not going to be a lot of third party apps. It's going to be mostly Apple apps and stuff. And then all the, the big Russia apps is going to come kind of after its release. Yeah, and they've done that. You know, that's been kind of the MO for all their major product launches, their new product launches, Apple Watch, iPad, iPhone, even Apple Silicon. They gave developers a long roadmap, uh, not roadmap, uh, uh, runway to get their stuff up to up to, up to to speed. They gave them kind of a short runway. They gave them something that wasn't the real product to start working on. They gave them months at most. It was what, what June, June, June to, to, to November, June to uh, November, I think it was. Oh, I don't remember when they started shipping the dev it kits. Was the, right at the WWDC. So it was like June, late, late June. You could, you could register for one, but uh, I don't remember when they started. Oh, when they actually started shipping. Yeah. It was a couple months. No, I don't think it was that long, but maybe it was, it was, it was, you had like months. 90 days to make your app by the time the hardware came out, <laughs> which is not years, you know? And it's going to be like that. It's going to be like you don't have a ton of time. So there's not a ton of apps. But then after it comes out, you can just buy hardware off the shelf to, to de- develop with. There'll be a lot more development and there'll be a lot more. To keep it on WWDC, is that going to happen at WWDC? I think the odds are pretty low. I think everyone got super excited about this trademark filing. And the trademark filing does not mean that they're going to like have an AR headset at WWDC. I think the most we're going to get is a big software talk about developing for AR with iPhones and iPads and AR kit, which has been a thing for years. And they they have stage demos every year with like blowing up Minecraft blocks or something like that, trying to get developers into AR. And I think maybe we'll just get a much bigger push this year because they know this is coming and they need developers to start working on things that can become headset apps. It's kind of the worst kept secret. Kind of, you know, much like Apple Watch. Like we know they're working on something and we know it's going to come in the next, you know, 24 to, or 16 to 24 months. So if, yeah. they, if Tim Cook was or, or Craig Federici, whoever were to say, hey, you know, we strongly suggest that, you know, you start working on uh, AR apps. Like, you know, we would get a chuckle from people and, you know, it wouldn't really give anything away because, you know, it's pretty obvious that Apple is working on this stuff. Another 
news bit that came up is news about the MacBook Air. Yeah, that's one of those perennial, you know, like it pops up before every event now. Like it's one of the, it's, it's like the AirPods at this point. The MacBook Air needs an update. The last thing it got was it got the M1. It was one of the first M1 wave of products, which at this point is a year and a half. Is it a year and a half? Yeah, because it was November 2020. And outside of getting the M1 chip, it didn't get anything else. Yeah, uh, same thing with the Mac Mini and the uh, 13-inch Pro. Like that, Those were just like almost like proof of concept devices. Like, like Well, but the 13-inch Pro has its replacement. It has the 14 and the 16. Like it has its new product. Yeah. The Air doesn't, and it hasn't changed in a year and a half. And even that change was just the processor. And it it's in desperate need of like the overhaul smaller bezels on the screen and all that other good stuff <laughs> are we gonna see the new macbook air i want to say like spring 21 was the first time we really heard those solid rumors like skinny bezels colors to match the imac maybe an m2 white keyboard kind of like a little bit a little bit of the, a little throwback to the ibook of old and we haven't gotten it yet now 18 months is a is what we had heard originally for the silicone transition, which kind of tracks here. Yeah, two, they said everything within two years. Yeah, but now we're, we heard yesterday that it might launch without an M2 chip. It might just be like a like a slightly tweaked M1 chip because they're 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 having trouble with um, production and with uh, you know like wrapping up those cheap, uh, CPU and GPU speeds. So there's uh, Ming Ming Chi Kuo, who you know generally knows what he's talking about, said that the M2 might wait until the 14 inch and 16 inch Pros are ready to update, and it might just be like a slightly better M1 in the MacBook Air. So it's although he also said N4 has N4 is the process node at TSMC says has has no advantages over N5P, which is not really true. It is still a five nanometer process, but it's enhanced when it's optically shrunk and all these other things. That's one of those, we have no idea what's going on kind of of things, but it's been a long time and it's, it's about time to update the iPad. I mean, the MacBook air Apple likes to release Macs at WWDC or announce Macs at WWDC because it's a developer's conference and that's what developers use. Yeah. But this one isn't, it's funny because it doesn't really, yeah, the air is less the least developer-y. Yeah, like a, like a like a high-end Mac Mini or obviously the Mac Pro would be a perfect fit. But mm-hmm. the the Air doesn't really work, but it's also an Apple event and people it gets a ton of attention and people watching it, so it doesn't really matter. They could do an Air and it's not going to feel out of place. I think based on the rumors that 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 we've heard a completely redesigned MacBook Air with an M1 maybe slightly faster, I don't think that would be a problem. I don't. I don't think people would say, "Well, it has no M2, so I don't want it." Like the M1 is still a right. fantastic chip. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know what it would be strange if Apple called it an M2 and it was basically benchmarked the same because of what we know about the A14s and the 15 and the 16 and, and the iPhone chips. There's oh, they're always you know noticeably different. Maybe not in day to day use, but certainly in in, in benchmarking. It's possible that whatever they end up calling an M2 is, it is a different chip, but it's like an M1 and the CPU and GPU is not really different. It's, or, or it's barely different, It but it's got like a much better image signal processor and it's got a, a better neural engine or something, you know, things that aren't easily benchmarked. And then everybody comes out and goes, well, M2 is only like 3% faster than M1. And it's like, well, for those things, but for other things, maybe not so much. The redesign was rumored to kind of fall in line with the iMac. 
Yeah, well, th- this yeah, was so before we saw the MacBook Pro. So the the rumors came out like right after the iMac released the 24 inch iMac with the skinny bezels, the, the the skinny white bezels, and you know the, the the reduced chin and very thin design. Then it came out. Apple's also working on a MacBook Air that's similar to this, and it's going to have those types of colors. It's going to have a skinny bezel, maybe a white bezel with a white keyboard for the first time in, geez, I don't even know, twenty years. It's been it's been a while. The iBooks, remember those uh, those those Lime iBooks, right? The plastic yeah, ones. Yeah, they were they had white keyboards, so it's going to kind of be a throwback to that. Which the iMac is kind of a throwback to the original iMac too. So that makes sense. But it's been like a year and change since those rumors happened. Now, back when the iMac released, it made sense to kind of keep rolling with that. Now they're like it's so far removed. Like the twenty four inch iMac is in, is in need for an update on its own <laughs> and now we're going to get a macbook gear that kind of follows that design language so i don't know what it necessarily like we haven't seen any anything outside of vague rumors and 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 you know artist renderings not even like parts or anything so we don't really know the people who track sort of the supply chain haven't said like apple's got a whole bunch of orders for screens like this or something in fact there's more rumor about an updated well, it's either an updated new Pro Display or maybe it's an updated 27-inch iMac, like the big iMac, like or maybe it's called an iMac Pro. But like a big screen thing, there's actually some movement on Apple sourcing um, new screens and stuff. That could happen. That that may actually be something you would see at WWDC. It's like, maybe it's called iMac Studio. Yeah. Maybe it's another iMac Pro. Maybe it's... Just a 27-inch iMac. Maybe there's none of the above, and it's the Pro Display XDR replacement, but with like the studio displays things in it. Like it's got a A13 in it with a stupid amount of storage for some reason, <laughs> and, and, a, and you know speakers and stuff like that, and better screen quality. I mean, who knows? Well, uh, it doesn't have ProMotion. It doesn't have um, it doesn't have uh, Mini LED. That that could come to the to the to the Pro. The, what are they called? The Pro Display XDR as well. That makes sense. That's where they released it the first time alongside the Mac Pro, mm-hmm. which if they were going to update the Mac Pro, a new display would go with it. Oh, that makes sense to me. But there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks of, uh, next to all of these headlines because I like supply chain is the biggest question I have because we can't even buy the Macs Apple sells now. And now they're going to add a bunch of new ones that everybody wants. Even if Apple's plan all along was to have these products released at this time, they may very well just be saying like, well, no, you know what? Let's give it a little more time in the oven. Let's make a few more tweaks. We can't really get enough, make enough to sell them anyway. You know, let's announce it this fall and keep rolling on the development and kind of use the delay to their advantage. In, in yeah, a way. and just keep and just keep going. I mean, that's perfectly reasonable yeah, we, thing. We've like had a couple of WWDCs without hardware. It's not like there has to be something there. In fact, last, last year, last year was, yeah. all software. And part of that was due to supply chain stuff because it's just it's now just, one of the things that it would not totally surprise me if they did would be to show off the Mac Pro replacement, saying it's going to be available this fall, which is what they did with the last Mac and Pro. The one before that, yeah, and and the one before that, we're announcing it, we're showing it to you. Get excited! It's going to come in six months, but it won't have pricing, but you'll get a chance to see it and hear about how amazingly powerful yeah, it which is. Would be a good a good story and good headlines. And that's what developers are looking for. And I don't think supply chains is big a worry for something that sells such tiny, tiny volumes. And we haven't heard anything new in terms of 
what this new Mac Pro will have or what it'll look like. We or- haven't really heard anything. All the rumors that we had heard was the Mac Studio. So we don't really know what the heck Apple's doing with the, with the Mac Pro. We heard that it was going to be a smaller tower. In fact, that's the Mac Studio. Like, that's it. Right. So I don't know all those questions. Is Will it have PCIe slots? Is it going to be modular? Is it going to be expandable? We have no clue. No clue. I mean, Apple calls the Mac Studio expandable, so I think they'll call it expandable, and that that means yeah. But developers are, aren't going to fall for that. They, they they call the Mac Studio modular, which I still don't even understand what they mean. <laughs> yeah, Thunderbolt. Yeah, there's a lot of unanswered questions. I mean, I think from a chip perspective, the M1 Ultra is already like two gigantic chips soldered together, essentially like stuck together. You know, talking to each other. It's going to be two M1 Ultras. I guess, but then they also said conspicuously at the last thing that the M1, this is the end of the M1 family. So maybe it's called something completely different. It could be like... Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it could be like a, the M2 Or maybe Ultra not or even M, like maybe it's X, X1 workstation or something. Like, you know, well, they won't, they won't call but it. But having two M1 Ultras right. still makes it the end of the M1 family. It's not oh, a new part. Mean, it's don't just saying something else. Just literally have a dual processor. Yeah, yeah just yeah, say yeah. like, and it comes with either two or four M1 Ultra chips. You know, <laughs> and it's like four M1 Ultras is be some insane. So yeah, I think it's going to be some sort of multi-chip module, high-speed interconnect thing with the absolutely gigantic chips that they already have. They can't make a bigger chip. When John Turnus at the peak performance event said that there was one Mac left, the Mac Pro. There are actually two Macs left. The second one is the 1099 Mac Mini. That still has an Intel processor. There's rumors of an M1 Pro version, of an M1 Max version, and maybe. I think we can cut them some slack in the sense that there is a there is a Apple Silicon Mac Mini. They have made Apple Silicon versions of everything except the Mac Pro. But they have not gotten rid of all the Intel versions of everything, which they never said they were going to do within two years. They said they were going to bring Apple Silicon to the whole lineup, but also Intel products are going to live on forever. Yeah, which the, so the, yeah, the, the Mac Pro, they still sell, which makes sense. The Mac Mini, I do not. Is anyone buying that? Do they sell like one a month? Like who would know. buy that? The te- I don't understand who would buy that machine. I do not get it. It has more ports. Yeah, it does. That would be interesting if they left it in the lineup. If they just left that Intel just one for Intel like ten years. <laughs> it's like the uh, it's like the iPod Touch. It just you can't even find it on the site unless you know where you're doing. And then it pops up on eBay for three for three times the price after they they remove it. So does that pretty much cover hardware? iPhone is in the fall. Apple Watch is in the fall. We haven't heard anything about iPads. That's a possibility, but that goes hand in hand with with the M2 processor. The only other kind of coming strongly rumored on the way product is new AirPods Pro, which they probably would not announce and release at WWDC, especially with supply chain issues. Probably the kind of thing that they would announce in the fall, maybe at the iPhone event, maybe at a, one of the other little fall events they have. And it'd be like, they announce it, pre-order this Friday, get them right away. The uh, the, the third gen came at the Mac event, which was... Uh, yeah, what is that? October. October yeah. yeah. So uh, that they could be delayed. I mean, the rumor, the word in the street is they've been done for like a year and Apple just hasn't released them because of yeah. various production issues. Could it, they, they could show up. Um, I want to say the AirPods... Were they released? Were they 
No, no, no. That was that was iPhone. HomePod was WWDC. I'm getting, I'm getting. Yes, HomePod was. Yeah. So that's that's the other thing. HomePod is also an outside possibility. There's rumors of a one with a display. There's rumors of a new Mini. Maybe, probably not though, because um, you know, the Mini just came out not too long ago. Well, was it last year? Maybe it was two years ago. Two years ago. Oh, I think. oh so it has been. A I while. think last year we got colors. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, like our orange and yellow and stuff. Yeah. So it's been a little t- a little bit of time for that. Um, maybe hand in hand with some new series stuff, they do a HomePod with the display. That would be fun. Uh, you know, again, maybe shipping in three months. Who knows? There's a long-standing rumor that there's a HomePod that sort of combines with an Apple TV and it has a more of a soundbar form factor. So it's meant to be in your entertainment center. Yeah, all of which ha- at some point I think will arrive. I mean, they're overdue and. I don't. I don't know if this is the place for it, but I don't know if HomePod was the place. WWC was the place for the original HomePod either. We don't usually get feature rumors of the operating systems. We do. We get a little here and there, and then we always get a lot of it's surprised because they don't have any supply chain to deal with. They they don't have to find part suppliers. They can keep it close to the vest. But we did get so this past weekend, seeming confirmation that the lock screen is going to get like a major overhaul. So first, in iOS 16, all of the phones that can run iOS 16 are, is going to get a, are going to get a new lock screen and that means maybe widgets. Uh, he said interactive or or uh, widgets, wallpaper widgets or something. I don't know what that quite that means. I think it, that might mean that you'll get to select a lock screen that gives you certain amount of information like widgets do. But it's like like built into the wallpaper kind of. Yeah, that, that display stuff, you know, instead of just time and date. Right. So right now <laughs> when we get time date, we have those two shortcuts that we can't change, cam- uh, camera and mm-hmm. flashlight, and obviously notifications as they come in. And that's, it's been like that for, 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 what, for 10 years now? Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's super that, – that would be a, enough for me to make iOS 16 awesome if they finally gave me a lock screen that I can use. Uh, yeah, I'm iffy on it because by the time without an always on display, changing my lock screen besides just showing me notifications, like it doesn't show me anything. If I have to pick up and handle my phone, I, I might as well just unlock it right. and look at the stuff <laughs> on my screen. So it's like they're going to have to show me something where they're surfacing useful data that I would want to see just looking at my phone without unlocking it. Like, why am I picking up my phone but not unlocking it? And Getting and and am I gonna that gonna be useful? <laughs> you know. I mean, there there are there are times when I'll unlock my phone for a small little thing, and perhaps mm-hmm. a widget could fill that gap. For me, uh, kind of the only one that I ever want to look at my phone and not really look at my phone is maybe weather. Maybe just a peek, like what's the weather coming up? I also I wonder, know. like, would widgets be locked behind? Face ID, like, do you have to look at the, like, if you have to look at it to unlock all that information, or will it just be there? Because that's a privacy. Yeah, I, it would not surprise me if they had, if it was sort of two tiered the way that notifications are, where you can see notifications are coming in from these apps, but you can't see the content of them without Face ID or Touch ID. Now, an always on display. Apparently, this is what they're setting up for. Is and and iOS sixteen will have the hooks for this and everything. Is these new lock screens that have this information will then have always on versions of themselves that you will not get until you buy a new iPhone as well. Uh, the pro version, they're saying limited to the pro version and limited to the iPhone 14 pro. 
So yeah, yeah. iOS 16 new lock screen. Iowa uh, iPhone 14 Pro takes that one step further, which is the thing we all want, and would have to buy a new phone. And it's probably going to be a display that is similar to the Apple Watch and LPTO OLED display that can go down to something like 10 hertz was, refresh one, or something. One hertz is the rumor. I think the I think the current one goes oh. down to 10. The current OLED goes down to yeah. 10. The current uh, Apple Watch goes down to 10. To one. Now the the, so the Apple Watch is one. The iPhone Pro is 10. And the rumor is that the iPhone 14 Pro will have an LPTO display that goes down to one like the Apple Watch. That's what that's what Ross, Ross Young, the guy from uh, Display to Supply okay. Chain Consultant, said last week. Yeah. So, I mean, that makes sense to me. It would be extraordinarily frustrating if the always-on display that has taken six years to get <laughs> is only on the $1,000 or the $1,100, whatever it is, iPhone. That's that's not that's not great. Yeah, the small, the yeah, the small or the big version, right? So the starting at nine ninety. Well, they're saying that might go up. I mean, who knows? But that's the it, the latest I, am, I would be. Like, it would be annoying. Yeah. But I would be zero percent surprised. Yeah, me too. To see Apple do that. That's a total total <laughs> Apple thing. The total yeah. Apple move. Just because, like, and, and it'll be like you know, and it only uses like two percent battery all day, and it's like. Yeah, but just put it on the other phones and let it use 5% battery all day. Like, it's fine. Let us make that decision. So, if always-on display is only going to be isolated to the new Pro phones, is that going to be a feature they, they show off at no. WWDC? No, they'll, they'll show off the, the new lock screen. Yeah, the new lock screen, which will have some information on it and stuff, but not always-on. You got to tap it or whatever. No, it's a yeah, term. and then in September when they show the Pro, they'll show that lock screen. And then they'll just show like the always on mode, which is like doesn't have so much color and, you know. Right. And then what will happen is people will find some references to an always on the screen in the code and then they'll Absolutely. tweet it out. One, one, one million percent accurate. Steve Troughton Smith will have a, have a thing that he talks about by like beta one or beta two. I guarantee it. Do we have any other major rumors for the other operating systems? Well, so for both iPhone and iPad, um, there's supposed to be some major updates to the apps. We don't know which apps and we don't know what the major updates are, but several of the apps are supposed to be getting major updates. And I think the big one is that on the iPad, there is reference to what may be a mode that allows for more freeform uh, multitasking. Yeah, and also window window resizing was... Yeah, that, that could have to do with being always when docked, or maybe that's just a new way they're going to do multitasking in general. Or, like, nobody really knows, but new multitasking something is apparently coming to iPadOS. And as long as it's not like we have five ways for you to multitask, and we added a sixth, like that's that's not what they need to do. They need to go from all these different multitasking things down to one that makes sense for everybody. And yeah, it, it sounds like they're, they put some thought and effort into a new system. Mm -hmm. but again, it's all kind of vague. But it could also just be a everything works the way it does now, but when you dock it mm -hmm. horizontally into a keyboard, then you get resizable windows. Maybe. Which would be it could be something I'd like be that. Totally fine with that. Resizable windows on a tablet aren't great. Resizable windows when you're looking at a laptop, you know, much better. At that point, it's an 11 inch laptop, right. essentially. So that's the biggest one rumor so far for iPad OS, and there doesn't seem to be any other specific rumors other than just like iPhone. Hey, it's getting some relatively significant app updates. The um. Mac OS 13 
uh, Mark Gurman said over the weekend that system preferences, maybe. He mm-hmm. said he quote the quote is it's going to be a, um, a much needed overhaul to system preferences to make it more in line with settings on iOS. That includes yeah. organizing settings by app. So that's that's a big change. If that's that's, if that's big, I hope they call it settings. Well, they're going to have to at that <laughs> point. No, they don't. I could <laughs> totally see Apple. I could totally see Apple doing this and just still calling it system preferences because I can almost see inside the heads of the people at Apple saying like they're going to Mac fans are going to get mad if they feel like we're making it into an iPad. Like yeah. we're going to we have to keep these things that they expect like calling it system preferences even though that makes no sense and <laughs> doesn't matter and it's just a name. Anyway, I could see that happening. I could totally see that. Happening. So the way I understand that aside from the name is system preferences will show like, I don't know, Zoom, for example, where we're using Zoom now. Like you'll mm-hmm. be able to go into system preference rather than going to Zoom app and then and then the, the, the menu and then the system preferences, which I'm sure will still be there. You'll also be able to go to your your settings or your system preferences app, click on Zoom and then change them, jump to that uh yeah, change no- notification settings and other sort of system. If they line. take it away from the menu, people are going to freak. So I, I, I do hope they they leave that there, <laughs> and you don't yeah. have to like deliberately go to the settings app. And they and uh, iPhone apps and stuff do that now. You can go if you go into settings, Twitter. You get how does Twitter interact with your main system settings? Within the Twitter app, there's a settings menu that is all of Twitter's settings for like. You know, when do we notify you and what font size do you want and all the, you know, all the other app settings. It wouldn't surprise me if that happened on the Mac. Yeah. And it would it would be a good thing. Like a, I, I a system you. preferences needs a bit of an overhaul. We expect it to be called Mammoth, I, I think. I don't think anybody has no yeah, that, put forth that's, that's a different latest. idea. Still, it's been a while since we had anything, anything else. Yeah, uh, several years ago. Oh, 2014 or something. There were a bunch of trademarks revealed for a bunch of location names, and they've kind of run through them all, except for Mammoth. So people are expecting that. I still think it's going to be something different because of the uh, the second meaning that Mammoth has. Okay, Mammoth implies big, but isn't that good? Don't don't they want to imply that this is a big deal? This is such a huge update. Well, it might be a big deal, but is it well, a big maybe upgrade? It is. If, honestly, if if they're going to overhaul settings like that, there might be more apps that are going to. That's a pretty big change, and just more sort of visual change. Yeah, but even if they don't, even if it's a relatively minor update, nothing's stopping Apple from going like it's the biggest update we've ever done. You know, they they make a big deal out of things. Right, no, it's all marketing. Yeah, it's all marketing. Yeah. At this point it would surprise me if it wasn't called Mammoth just because like we've seen no other trademarks or hints about it or anything else. At some point I wonder if they're just going to stop calling it anything cuz this is the only OS left now that And they've gotten off of their weird versioning thing. Now now it's 11 and then 12 and then 13 every year. It wasn't that. It was like 10.1 and then next year is 10.2 and then next year is 10.3 and You don't think iOS will ever go to the naming cuz they'll go with iOS 25? <laughs> done 15 versions with that one. It'd be weird to start with one. If anything it might get a totally different name. It might be not iOS at some point. At some point, there may be, yeah, you know, six or seven years down the road, something like that. There's no longer just like they don't call it OS 10; they call it Mac OS. You know, there may be something else, Phone OS or something. It was Phone OS. <laughs> it, it started with Phone OS. <laughs> then they they changed it to to iOS. It's it seems weird to 
that will be saying like iOS 22 and iOS 27. Yeah. But there was a time when iOS 15 and 16 sounded weird too. So like we just get there and it's fine. Um, also watch iOS 9. It's supposed to be quote significant. Again, very vague in, in, as far as the details. The only specifics so far have been a number of the watch faces will get overhauled not necessarily i mean they always do new watch faces as well but existing watch faces will get really tweak the old ones at all so yeah would be something so some of that and uh some new fitness features always there's no some new fitness features so tracking new kinds of workouts and doing some new stuff in new ways what about tvos i haven't heard anything yeah it always gets whatever ios gets that kind of makes sense so like if there's new sharing features then they have it on there uh, there was one rumor so far about what's coming to tvos and they're going to make it work more with HomeKit. like right now they have like in a you can swipe in from the side and when you get your little sidebar where you change your user and stuff on tvos you, you can get some very limited home functions but there's no home app and home things and you can get little notifications on there when things like your door locks or whatever so expanding all of that is the only specific rumor i've heard so far about tvos and that all makes sense yeah i don't think, I think. Have we ever had like a substantial tvs os rumor we've had we've had some big updates but we never hear much about it ahead of time last year i don't even think they even like talked about it we did we had to like learn about it after the fact on their website like they didn't you know, um did they talk yeah they had a little didn't they have a little demo about some of the sharing stuff oh you're right SharePlay stuff was was the biggest part of HomeOS. And I think they quickly showed the home integration, brief little home integration thing. Do you guys have any, like, dark horse, out of the blue predictions? They'll do a, uh, during the keynote, they'll do their thing about how great the Apple Store is. And I think they'll maybe do something where they kind of talk about how great it is to work at the Apple Store. Yeah. Uh, union, union busting. <laughs> yep. Right, sort of the offsetting the union stuff that's been going on with them lately. They'll say something about our um, direct relationship with our employees or some coded nonsense about that. Uh, yeah. Right. I think they'll do something like that and every, all of us will roll our eyes and go, oh my. That's a good possibility. If I had to make some sort of prediction, out there prediction or something, I would say we're going to get no new hardware again. Uh, there may be a couple things kind of ready, but the supply chain's not ready, and they're just going to kind of wait and announce things in the fall when they're able to ship them. It would be disappointing to me because I think there's a number of hardware products that I'm really waiting for them to update, but that would be my guess. My guess is no new hardware. I'm going to say we're going to get a, a major sneak peek at something, either the Mac Pro or the- Something that's not coming for a while. Right. Or maybe the uh, the M2 processor, but it's not shipping to the fall. Or hmm. reality OS or something with the headset, something like that. Probably not a car, but maybe. <laughs> but I think we're gonna get like something that's not coming until like late or maybe even next year. Will it be one more thing? Will it be a last thing they do where they say, "Oh, and one more thing"? It's been a while since they've had a one more thing. I want to say Apple Watch was that the last one? It's been a while. I know. I remember Apple Music was one more thing, and it was like the worst one more thing ever. Yeah. (laughs) First of all, it didn't fit at WWDC, and it was just it was long and boring, and that was I think the last WWDC one. But it's been they they have to reserve those for when it's really it has so much gravity at at, at, from amongst Apple fans now. Like it like they gotta hold it up. But that that would be a good one more thing. 
particularly if it's the Mac Pro and it's like really different than what we know Apple Silicon to be? We, I mean, we have, believe it or not, an article of every one more thing they've ever announced. <laughs> the, what was the most recent? Um, the articles hasn't been updated since 2020 because it's been that long. But the last one listed was 2017, the iPhone 10. That was after Apple Music. Apple Music was 2015. 2017, the iPhone 10. And that was... I remember the iPhone 10 being a one more thing, but that was a worthy one more thing. That was very worthy because they had already announced the iPhone 8 and it's what we expected. And they skipped nine and they gave us this thing. And it was like, this is our idea for what the future of iPhone is going to be. And it was radically different. It was like this whole big screen display and true depth and face id and oled and ever you know everything it was a huge huge change typically like you said apple music was a lame one before that it was apple watch the worst one though was before that several years before that itunes match and that was the last one steve jobs got to do but it was yeah itunes match was wonderful for it's time i i was a it was but as a one more thing it's not worthy of that but no an underrated feature <laughs> and I, what was it like it was it was it was like 25 dollars a year or something like they charged for it but it was it, it at the time it made my life so easy <laughs> my, my digital music library you know what would be a one more thing that would make everyone's brain explode is if it was the mixed reality headset and as he's demoing the headset, he's like modeling a car. And that would make everyone's head just explode. Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 795. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast and the podcast app on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.